Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody, Gibbs here with number 429 on the Rolling Stones top 500 greatest albums of all time list. It's the Four Tops with Reach Out. Reach Out was released July of 1967, recorded 1966 through 1967 at Hitsville Studio A. The genre of the album is Soul, released on the label of Motown, and produced by Brian Holland, Lamont Dozier, Smokey Robinson, and Clarence Paul. Out of the 12 tracks on this album, 6 of them were released as singles. Those were Reach Out, I'll Be There, Standing in the Shadows of Love, Bernadette, Seven Rooms of Gloom, Walk Away Renee, and If I Were Carpenter. This is not an album of all original works, as three of the tracks were covers. They featured a pair of Monkees covers, Last Train to Clarksville, and I'm a Believer. The first one, Last Train to Clarksville, was the first song on the album that they covered from the Monkees, and when I first heard it, I knew I had heard a different version of that song, and I wasn't quite sure who it was by, and then I had to look it up, and it was the Monkees. And then later on, I'm a believer, obviously the Monkees, probably their most popular song. And if I'm being completely honest about this, I prefer the Monkees versions of these songs better. I felt like they had more to offer musically, and just thought that these covers were kind of ho-hum in a way. Their third cover on the album would be a cover of the association's Cherish, which I was not familiar with before listening to this album, so I can't really comment on whether they did a better job covering that one than the other two I mentioned. And that's about all the history that I was able to find about Reach Out. There didn't seem to be a lot of other lists that it was on. It didn't seem to win any awards that it had mentioned. I didn't really find any sales information about it. So, like I said, that was about it history-wise. And I didn't really have a lot of thoughts about this one. It was just kind of... An album that I would have expected out of that era with Motown. I mean, there wasn't anything really special to it that makes it stand out above anything else that I've really listened to. I did like Levi Stubbs' voice. I thought that he had a nice full voice and was able to project really well and sing with a lot of emotion, which I always like when the singers can really bring emotion into it and not just sing the lyrics but make you feel the lyrics in a way but honestly a lot of this album sounded the same a lot of these tracks had the same kind of feel to them the same kind of music rhythm to them they even do basically a lot of the same vocal parts harmonies throughout the whole album not a lot of things were very special in my opinion in this album not a lot of memorable moments on this album 
I think if I had to pick a favorite track on this album, it would probably be Bernadette. I feel like he was able to convey a lot of emotion in that song. And that was probably the song that stood out. Like I said before, I had listened to Last Train to Clarksville before by The Monkees. I liked their version better. I'd listened to I'm a Believer by both The Monkees and Smash Mouth. For those people that are also Shrek fans out there, Smash Mouth did a version of I'm a Believer for that soundtrack. And I even liked that one more than the Four Tops version on this album. I also see that Neil Diamond has a writing credit for that, so I... I'm not aware of a Neil Diamond version of the song, but he might have a version out there too. So I know this is kind of a short one, but that's really all I have about this album. I just didn't find that much special with the album. I couldn't find a lot of information about this album. I don't know. So as for where I put it, one, I don't even know if I was making this list, if I would include this on the top 500 because it just wasn't that memorable for me but I'm not going off list here because I'm just working with the 500 albums that Rolling Stone included on this list so I do think I'm going to move this one back quite a ways I'm putting it at 492 for the time being which is just right below the Ronettes presenting the fabulous Ronettes because it reminds me of a lot of about my thoughts of that album, where I just didn't feel like it was anything super special that you wouldn't have heard from other artists at that time. So my thoughts are kind of echoed in this review as well, so that's why I'm putting that there. Though I do think, if I remember correctly, the Renette's album was a little more well-regarded in terms of awards and sales and rankings and things like that that I also take in consideration. So I'm going to keep the Runettes above them, but put this at 492 for the time being, just right behind the Runettes there. Would love to know your thoughts and opinions on it. You can reach me, the Rolling Review at Yahoo.com, going over to Facebook and liking the fan page there and leaving a comment there and you can see the updated versions of the list through the albums that we've gone through so far. I also post that over at Instagram and I try to post my notes that I take while I'm listening to the album over there as well. Next time I have Husker Du with New Day Rising. Until then I'm Gibbs, this is The Rolling Review. Stay safe and be kind.